the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Well, thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you're joining us for our Church of the Week segment. Uh, We hope you're plugged into a local church. We hope that you're growing with a family of faith here in San Antonio. But if you're not, we'd like to introduce you to ministries around our city and men of God who are making a difference for the kingdom of heaven. And we get to have with us, we have the privilege of having a great friend of our station and a great man in our city, Pastor Charles Flowers from Faith Outreach Center International with us today. Welcome, Pastor Charles. What a privilege it is to be here, Michael. Thank you so much again well, for the invitation. Well, we're excited to have you, Pastor. It's a great to get to sit down with you for a few minutes and, and talk about what's going on at Faith Outreach Center. Um, we want to we hear all the things that, that God is doing through the church, but before we even get into all that, can you just give people a, a brief background of who you are and, and kind of where you came from and how you got to San Antonio? I was born and raised in North Carolina, probably one of the prettiest states in the these 50 United States. And actually, my hometown, Troy, North Carolina, is at the gateway of the URA uh, Mountain Reserve. So it was a, it was a reserve uh, national wow. park. And so I spent a lot of time out in the woods just wandering around and, um, and enjoying nature and enjoying the God that created nature. In fact, had some encounters with God in that in that nature setting, and I still enjoy nature to this very day as a result of it. But I'm here, compliments of Uncle Sam. I okay. joined the United States Air Force in um, 1979 and came down here to basic training. Uh, did my basic here, did my um, specialty training in Denver, Colorado, and then from there to Europe where I met my wife, who wow. was also an Air Force member, uh, and from St. Louis, Missouri. Janice and I have been married coming up on 33 years now. Unbelievable. And so we we were uh, especially requested by one of the generals back here at the headquarters for me to come back and work at the headquarters. So I did that and spent the last years of my uh, career here. I spent eight years out of the 12 years I was in the military at uh, Security Hill. And, uh, and then in the latter part of my career, I taught uh, professional military education. Wow. So you did all of that in your in your stint with the military there. And then you you ended up, I guess, uh, finishing your career here in San Antonio and then kind of transitioning over into what? Uh, Well, uh, Pastor Bud Gardner, the founder of Faith Outreach Center National and my spiritual father, asked me to separate from the military and join him in building that ministry. And uh, so it was a pretty difficult decision because my uh, my Air Force career was, ble- God blessed my career. I was pr- promoted well ahead of my contemporaries and and a record being uh, formed that would get me a special duty assignment just as I had had coming here. But uh, but I heard the call of God in his request. It wasn't just a, 
a man that I uh, admire and love asking me to help him. It was a call of God coming through his voice. And so God spoke to me in a dream about it. And uh, I, I communicated with my wife about it. And we stepped out of the military in November of 1991 to become the uh, associate pastor and the youth pastor at Faith Outreach Center, where we served for 10 years until um, March of 2001. At that time, uh, my spiritual father's ministry direction changed, became more apostolic, and uh, he asked me if I would uh, pastor the church. So I prayed again because that wasn't <laughs> my original inclination. Um, I, ha- I have a ministry to young men uh, and young women Christian boot camp that I was actually seeking to go into more full-time when he asked me to do this. So out of courtesy, uh, just because of who he is in my life, I prayed, and God spoke to me in a dream very clearly. And so I am where I am today because he spoke to me in a dream. Absolutely. And uh, my wife agreed, and we stepped out in November 91. And, I mean, uh, in 2001, I've been the senior pastor of the church since that time. Now, you, you've obviously got a, a very intimate relationship with the Lord. He's speaking to you uh, throughout this entire time. But how did all that start? I mean, when did when did you come into faith? When did the Lord really speak to you? And, you know, I think people hear from pastors mm-hmm. all the time and about what God's done in their life since salvation. But yeah. maybe they don't hear the story of how you got how you came to the Lord. Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not one of these guys who, you know, um, um, did everything under the sun before making a confession in Christ Jesus. I was born and raised in a godly household. My mother and my father uh, were Christians before I was born. They were Christians before my oldest brother was born. There's 14 of us. I'm wow. the last of 14. Uh, and all the same mom and all the same dad. And I, I generally joke and say, evidently no television set. <laughs> so, that, so, so Nothing else so, to do. <laughs> yeah. And so that's 14 of us. And, but they were they raised us godly they raised us hearing god so it wasn't it wasn't something that i was not you know that i was foreign to when i became a christian at age 12 i confessed uh, jesus as my savior and lord at covenant missionary baptist church in troy north carolina reverend hespeth was preaching i remember i remember it like it was yesterday wow uh, and god called me kept me through my teenage years and never been a smoker and a drinker and all that kind of stuff. I was a virgin when I got married. And God's just supernaturally kept me. But I'm the last of 14 children, so I think I have probably a social test tube of every kind of social sure. deviancy that sure. probably could be <laughs> within that range of 14 brothers and sisters. Uh, but but the Lord just really has kept us, and uh, and I'm grateful for it. And the Lord kept you through military, kept you through all of your special assignments and, and associate pastoring. Uh, what was it like to take over a ministry that that you were kind of brought into uh, from your spiritual father, and you know where uh, a man you respected, a man you loved, a man you served, and and now here he is, kind of handing things over mm. to you and mm. and expecting you to kind of take it to the next level. Mm. What was that like in 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 that experience? Scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was scary. Uh, before I I became an active part of the leadership of Faith Outreach Center, I was a volunteer there and I started volunteering in the parking lot uh, bec- uh, parking cars in the parking lot because of a man named Leo Caldera uh, I got out of my car that Sunday morning going into the service with my wife and young children and Leo Caldera met me and he had such Jesus on his face mm. such a love about him awesome. that I said to my wife 
if God's in the parking lot or anointed with Jesus, <laughs> like I want to, I want to be in the parking lot. Uh-huh. So, so I started serving in the parking lot um, at Faith Outreach Center, and then that many years later, twenty years later, um, to be handed the pastorate of the church was a scary uh, prospect, but it was something about which I was certain because God had spoken to me about it. And I love leadership too, so I love the challenge of leadership. I taught that while I was in the military. So I took on the role with the uh, with a sense of learning something new, and boy, has it been something new! Wow, you know, leading civilians is not like leading military people. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's been uh, a, a challenge, but a great challenge, a learning process for me. So, Pastor Charles Flowers has been pastoring now at Faith Outreach Center uh, for many years now, and uh, you, you've done a, a great work there, and uh, lots of of great people and and great things happening. Um, to turn a little bit to the focus of the church, Pastor Charles, uh, you, you spoke to me a little bit about your vision and, and the vision of the church to win, to train, um, to connect, and then to send mm-hmm. uh, is is the vision of Faith Outreach Center. Can you talk us through those points and, and kind of point us in a direction to, to how you came to those those four points and, and what's the significance behind that for Faith Outreach? Yes, uh, it started, those four words started out in a paragraph. And uh, the paragraph began with to to reach out to the greater metropolitan area of San Antonio, focusing on uh, the urban, suburban, uh, and military populations in our city. Uh, if a, if a church has clear definition, know why it exists, then it can turn its energies toward fulfilling that. We wanted to, after having reached them, we wanted to train them in the disciplines of the faith. Uh, and so one of the things that is necessary in today's church environment, especially in America, we don't, we, you know, I'm not even sure what American church is, my God. It, <laughs> it is, it's a strange animal. But biblical Christianity is not just naming Christ, it's following him intentionally in doing whatever he has commanded us, Matthew chapter right, 28, right. to disciple nations, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And then we wanted to connect them together with other believers uh, who have complementary gifts and uh, complementary emphasis in their hearts and send them right back out into the harvest field to gain, to win others to Christ. So that's, that's, so we took that paragraph and reduced it down to those four words, win, train, connect, and send. And you're doing that in a variety of different ways at, at Faith Outreach. Obviously, you've got a, a, a multitude of ministries, a multitude of people that are serving there and, and, and making a difference in their community. Uh, but but one of the things I know a, a little bit about you is that your family is very involved as well. Yes. Your wife Janice is yes. involved. And uh, if you go to faith-outreach.org, you can even see a music video mm-hmm. of your son Jarrell. Uh, and produced by my oldest daughter Kimberly. Produced by your oldest yes. daughter Kimberly. Uh, it's called Social Suicide. Yes. And uh, tell tell us about what that family dynamic is like working in uh, ministry together. It's uh, it's one of those things that makes dads not just pastors but dads. If dads see that their sons and daughters are serving God and that they're vibrant part of the faith community and they're moving on in their relationship with God and raising up godly grandchildren. A dad, not just a pastor, but a, uh, just a dad who's interested in God invading his family and maintaining uh, sovereignty in his family. It makes my heart warm to see that. And these these young people are called in their own right. They're not living in their, their daddy's shadow. Uh, 
Kimberly is incredibly gifted, as you saw in that video. She put mm-hmm. that thing together, and but she's skilled in that too. She went to yeah. college as a radio, television, and film major, and of course, Jarrell is prophetic. He's uh, j- I just love to watch him. I- I'm not really a rap music fan. I wouldn't put like <laughs> rap music. I'm because I'm over fifty, and maybe that's why. <laughs> but but I wouldn't put put it in my car and ride down the road with. But I will listen to Jarrell Flowers' rap music for the rest of my days because <laughs> it is substantive. It's anointed. God has called him to do it. And uh, and I'm just grateful to see he has a courage to step out. He doesn't feel like he has to duplicate his dad's footsteps. He can he can fulfill the destiny and the call that's upon his life. And uh, so it's, it, it gratifies me to see them. Yeah, he doesn't pull any punches in the video, no, does he? No, he doesn't, man. <laughs> great no, lyrics, no. great lyrics. Well, Pastor, uh, Pastor Flower is also uh, in that context, you know, of your children, uh, your children's children, very, very... Uh, Hebraic, very, very scriptural way of thinking to to uh, a good man leaves an inheritance to his mm-hmm. children's children, uh, the word says. But in that, you know, I think so many local congregations, so many churches around the U.S., like you mentioned, even defining what the United States church mm-hmm. is, but uh, it seems like th- that there's a, there's a battle going on for the next generation. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. this constant... Uh, yeah. barrage of of media yeah. and ideals yeah, yeah. and all these different things coming at our our youth from every direction uh in, in your estimation in your in your ministry there at faith outreach how are you guys dealing with that and how are, how are you looking to preserve the next generation and raise them up for god well i have a unique i think a unique perspective on that because before i was pastoring adults uh i had a ministry and still have a ministry called uh, Christian, it was called Christian Boot Camp. We're changing the name to Christian Leadership Boot Camp that will reinitiate the summer of 2014. But in that, what that's given me is a perspective of what has happened to the generations because I began uh, selecting 28 guys, calling them into a 32 day in residence experience, shaving their hair, putting a uniform on, just like they were going into the military, but they're all 13 to 19 years old and throwing every stressful thing I could grab off the shelf (laughs) (laughs) plus the kitchen sink Mm -hmm. at them for 32 days straight to put them under stressful conditions so that they learn how to respond to stress and use stress for their advantage as well as to to their disadvantage and then give them a passion and a call to give their lives to something. The American church is, is in many cases is about what I can get, but we have been training generations for years now about what you can give. You know, John F. Kennedy said, that's not yeah. what you can, what your country can do for you, but that's what you can do for your country. And out of that came the Peace Corps and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think there's a time for this generation to begin to give back. And uh, without a sense of entitlement, give with a sense of sacrifice. So we're, trying, we're, we're doing everything we can to make that happen at Faith Outreach Center. One uh, is through our children's ministry, there is a clear delineation of, things that has to happen in a child once they're in our nursery all the way to the past college age. We have a, uh, a pathway laid out for them that they can move forward in because we're losing 87% of children that graduate from high school that have gone to church. By the time they finish four years of college, they're no longer a Christian. Mm. 87 out of a hundred of them. Now what in the world is, how can you be in church your whole life? and suddenly hit four years of secular education and walk away from your relationship with God. Something didn't happen back there like it needs to happen. 
those uh, those young people should on the contrary they should have been spitting truth and 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 to their professors and everybody else making their college professors think but we have not made them think so at faith outreach center we are engaged in the process of making sure that from a child that they knew the scriptures that's what the bible tells us to do from a child you have known the scriptures paul said to timothy and that that's what we're we're endeavoring to make sure they do now you had a unique experience pastor charles and uh you mentioned it when we started this uh, this interview that you were raised in a very godly home. Right. Um, now you have duplicated that with your own family. Uh, you've put those pieces in into play at Faith Outreach Center. But what do you think is significant about the actual home that uh, that, that children are growing up in? And, and how do we take back that home uh, and, and maybe give parents the tools they need or or uh, not not just the mm-hmm. church stepping in and doing those things, which we need to do, mm-hmm. but also helping the family unit grow in, yeah. in the way that you're speaking. Yeah, the family unit is critical to the perpetuation of the gospel uh, and it, it, it can't be replaced. The church cannot replace the family. It was never designed to. Uh, there's a sphere. There's an individual sphere. There's a family sphere. Then there is a church and then there is a community and then there's labor and then there's a state or, or, or governmental issues. So if I if I don't begin to train families and we have to today because parenting skills oh, yeah. have been lost. Really, I, I sit in the midst of people who have children and they don't really have the slightest idea about what to do with them in terms of disciplining them, making them uh, behave in a public setting. They just feel like little Johnny ought to run around and touch everything. <laughs> no, little Johnny ought to sit down and and, and, and <laughs> make sure that he can pay attention, that his attention span grows from a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have to educate parents to do that and make sure that we give them the skills that they need in order to raise up uh, a godly seed is what the Bible says in the book of Malachi that he brings mother and father together so that he God might have a godly seed on the earth if God's name is going to be remembered it'll be through your children right if his power will be manifest it'll be through your children right so we're going to do everything we can to make sure that children find a solid foundation uh, for God and grow in that as they grow older so at Faith Outreach Center you're taking care of uh, the ministry side of things you're 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 digging into the to the family side of things and and training and connecting and sending and all those all those pieces that you put together. But you guys are also involved. I know Pastor Charles, you uh, are are intimately involved in in a a governmental sphere or an activism sphere, if you will. Uh, you, you've you've been involved in the creation of the San Antonio Human Rights Coalition. Uh, you've been involved in in different governmental things that have been going on in our city. Can you speak to the importance of that? Even even your son wrote a, a song named "Social Suicide," yes, you know, yes. and, and addressing some yes. of this stuff. So, uh, can can you talk to that a little bit and and tell us the significance that you felt was important for Faith Outreach to step in and begin to endeavor in some of those pieces? Yes, uh, I'll just caveat off, off of what you said about Jarrell, my oldest son. I have two sons. Uh, Jarrell's my oldest, and Ricky's my youngest son. But in in uh, in the the video "Social Suicide." Really, the heart of it is to bring the church to an awareness that everybody's not going to like you for what you're doing. If you do right, there's no parade. You know, nobody's going <laughs> to, you know, go blow the trumpets. He did right. You know, no. On the contrary, they they will hate you for mm-hmm. doing right. Mm-hmm. But you have to make the decision that although I'm hated, 
I'm going to move along those lines because I know that I have an eternal God that I must stand before. And so I'm willing to forfeit the pleasures of this life. It says in Hebrews concerning Moses, that he was willing to forsake the pleasures of Egypt and uh, partake in the afflictions of the children of Israel because, you know, they were looking ahead. Looking ahead Mm -hmm. is what we have the responsibility to help people do is look forward. And so that's what we're, you know, it's what we're about. We're seeking to, uh, to move them forward. And the reason we become activists in the governmental realm is because uh, laws, a single law on a piece of paper changes the whole culture of a city or a state or a nation. And if we don't, if we're not careful about who's writing those laws, they will write laws that are in absolute opposition to the soundness of God's word. And then our children and our children's children will suffer from that. I don't think we, I don't see myself as an activist. I see myself as a concerned grandpa, a pawpaw mm-hmm. who has grandchildren growing up that I want them to enjoy the same freedoms that I've enjoyed and know the same uh, wholesomeness in community that I've known. You know, Pastor Charles, um, you, you said it there that people aren't always going to like you for what you say. Even Scripture tells us that um, the truth of God w- will not always go over well with right. people, that we'll be hated, that we'd mm-hmm. be uh, talked badly about. Yes. All these things, all these pieces would happen. Um, you know, I even went on the... the uh, the Faith Outreach Center Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a place where people can leave comments in there, and, and you've got some great comments on there. Uh, Kimberly, she wrote, God's presence is so sweet here and yeah, evident through worship. That's not my worship. daughter, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't want to give out the last name, yeah, but yeah, sure. it's, a, it's a different Kimberly. Yeah. God's presence is so sweet here and evident through worship and teaching brought to the pulpit. You know it's home when, when the church congregation welcomes you with open arms, and I would recommend it to any anyone to make uh, faith outreach their their church home. But you also have the other end of the spectrum. Absolutely. And uh, there's a guy on there named Ron, and and it says, I'll just read it and and let you respond here a little bit. It says, Pastor Flowers preaches bigotry, uh, which is a very unchristian thing to do. Now, it doesn't take much investigation. If you click on his profile, you can see that he is engaged in a relationship to another man, mm-hmm. and uh, there's probably a very specific agenda that, uh, mm-hmm. there. And, and, and like you said, when you stand up for something, people are going to throw stones. And yeah. I, I've, I've heard chatter. I've, I've seen people say things and, and, mm-hmm. and respond certain ways to, to what you've been involved in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but this is a different age that we live in. The church is dealing with things yeah. that we have not dealt with previously, right. and, and you're leading the charge on some of that. What, what, is, your, what is your take on this, and, and how do you— uh, how do you bring clarity to some of these things that, uh, that, that people may not understand fully? You know, I think, Micah, I think the first step is loving people. If you don't do what you do, whether you label it activism or preaching the gospel or witnessing to people, if you don't do it because you love people, um, you're in the wrong business. Sure. So our, uh, my, my sole motivation for the Joes, is his name Joe or Ron? Ron. My sole motivation for the Rons of the world is that I love him. I want him to get a clear shot at seeing who Jesus is. And Jesus is convinced that if Ron sees his love, it'll win his heart. Now, love is not agreeing with perversion. Love is not saying that perversion is okay. 
Love is not saying that perversion is ordained or um, sanctioned by God. Sure. If I love you, I must tell you the truth. And so the truth is not even established by me. The right. truth is not mine. The, mine in terms of it being originated from me. Truth comes from God. So I must tell you what the God of love says about a manner of life because God's God's thought on that issue is to bring you into the fullness of the life he intended for you to enjoy. Anything that you adopt and substitute for God's truth brings you into bondage. Now, when you say that to people, they don't always like it. Sure. But I'd rather them hate me now than hate me in eternity because I kept my mouth closed and didn't tell them the truth. Absolutely. You know, Pastor Flowers, um, Andrew even mentions on on the the, the Facebook site there, he says, uh, we have a loving pastor who loves the Lord dearly. And, you know, I, I think that's that's clear that your motivation of love is seen by people who want to see it. Mm. And the 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 agenda of Faith Outreach Center is is love. It's motivated by love to to win, to train, to connect, to mm. sin. It's all based on love. Yeah. And the, the gospel is based on love. So for someone that's listening to the radio program, they're saying, man, I, I love Pastor Charles. I've, I've seen him. I've heard his message. I, I, I love the ideas behind what faith is faith outreach is doing. Uh, tell them when they can visit. When when do, when are services? When are uh, different things going on at the church? Well, uh, nine thirty on Sunday mornings uh, is our uh, Sunday morning service, and then we have a training time uh, on Wednesday nights. Uh, there's a sanctuary service going on, but also our small group uh, leaders are being trained, and our children's ministry are together brainstorming about how to uh, enhance the ministry to our children. Uh, there's those two services on Sunday, 9.30 and Wednesday at 7 o'clock. But then we have small groups that meet all through the week in homes. And so it's a very active, vital body. If they want to just get an overall look, come Sunday morning at 9.30 and be prepared to to look at church in a new way. And when someone comes on, on uh, Sunday morning, Pastor, what what do you expect for them to experience? I want them to walk into the presence of God. I was there last uh, uh, Sunday. I, I usually am because I preach there. <laughs> and so <laughs> I walked into our pre-service prayer about 845. The service starts at 930, but we're praying for the service at 845. By the time I walked into the service, there was a woman in there had been brought by a family member, and she was weeping. 845 in the morning, she's already weeping. And so I said to her, because I recognized why she was weeping, because the presence of God was on her. And I said to her, my, God's working with you already, isn't it? And she said, yes. And she couldn't stop her. I want people to walk into the presence of God. And I want them to be so impacted by that presence that they make the decision, I can't live without this. Not without this church. I can't live without the presence of God on my life. Absolutely. And if you want to experience that presence, please visit uh, Faith Outreach Church. They're they're located on 3806 Sunshine Ranch Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78228. Uh, If you can't make it to the service, you can even watch the service online at faith-outreach.org. You can also catch some of their services and different things. They've got a YouTube channel. If you just search Faith Outreach SA, Faith Outreach SA on YouTube, Faith Outreach Center on Vimeo. 
Uh, you can catch them on Facebook if you search Faith Outreach Center International. They've even got a mobile app you can download from the website. And uh, check them out on Twitter at MyFOCI. And uh, you can you can follow them on Twitter as well. Or just go by. The, the best thing to do is just on Sunday morning at 9.30, try to check out a service. Hear Pastor Charles bring the word. Experience the presence of God. And if you need a church home, plug in. We, we want to invite you to plug in to Faith Outreach Center. Uh, Pastor Charles, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you, we Mike. Appreciate it's always a privilege to be with you. We pray a continued blessing on you and your house there. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature with Pastor Charles Flowers of Faith Outreach Center International. And keep listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.